The following audio was recorded by Gateway Church's student ministry program called 180. Gateway Student Ministry creates a come-as-you-are environment that leads to transformation and authentic faith. For more information about Gateway Student Ministry, visit gatewaychurch.com forward slash students. Hey guys, <laughs> how's it going? Good? Okay, so like two of you are doing good, the rest of you are not breathing, or are we all doing good? Great, okay, awesome. Okay, so my name is Caitlin. Um, I'm engaged to this guy. Get off the stage. This is so embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, okay. Sorry. I just really loved that song. Uh, I think it's so perfectly when it says, um, so as we lift our hands, the heavens open, let our love declare or let our lives declare the love that God has spoken over us. I want you guys to remember that as we're going through this night, because that's really what we're talking about, is our lives declaring the love that God has already spoken over us. So before I jump into tonight, I'm going to pray for us real quick. So you guys would bow your heads with me and pray. Hey, God, I thank you for this group of students. I just pray that you bless this time, God, that you give me the words to speak that they need to hear, and that you would open our hearts to receive what you have for us tonight. That tonight, though we're in the middle of all this fun and amazingness, um, that we would really have a chance to encounter you in a very deep, very real, very tangible way. So God, please bless us as we go throughout this night. Amen. Alrighty, so these these past few weeks, what have you guys been talking about? Pop quiz. Identity. You got it, girl. Uh, Okay, yeah, you guys have been talking about identity. Ross talked to you all a couple weeks about whose you are, not who you are. Really clever little wording there. And then Nate talked to you all about, like, ugly ducklings um, and stuff. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, But about where you find your identity. And tonight... We're going to be spending some time. So now that you've talked about, okay, this is where my identity comes from. This is what my identity is. This is where I find it. We're going to be talking about what you do with that. So uh, the title of this that I kind of got um, given was Influencer. Um, So basically tonight we're just going to talk about how you can become an influencer and get a million followers on Instagram in a step-by-step process. It's going to be really great. Just kidding. I wish. Um, So... We're going to be first, starting with a quote, so you'll have to bear with me because it's a little bit confusing, but it says, ready? It says, you are far less important than you think you are. And that's it, the end, bye. No, I'm kidding. Uh, No, it says, you are far less important than you think you are, but also far more important than you think you are. What? That's what I'm saying. Okay, so you're far, you're far less important than you think you are, but you're also far more important than you think you are. Yeah, what does that mean? So do I have any overthinkers in the room? Yeah, most of y'all are probably like overthinking whether you should raise your hand about that or not. Um, I'm an overthinker. I don't know if you guys relate to this, but um, there'll be times when I say something in conversation and I think about it like a week later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. That's so embarrassing. And then it'll pop into your head like months later and you're like, you just remember, or that you remember that one time from childhood where you did something embarrassing and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. And literally nobody else cared, right? Like you said that something to that person and you're like, oh my gosh, they probably hate me. They probably think I'm such a weirdo. Like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. And they probably never gave it a second thought because in reality, 
Some things we do are just not as important as we think they are. Like the reality is people probably don't go throughout their day thinking about you all the time. It's a harsh reality, but it's true. And yet, to God, we are everything. We are these tiny, finite human beings who he doesn't need. We have, I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this, but we have nothing to offer God that he doesn't already have. Like you have nothing that you could make or you could create or you could come up with and give to God that he doesn't already have in abundance. But every time you come up with something or you create something or you give something back to him, it lights his heart up. Not because he needs it, but because he loves you. Um, I don't know if you guys, so I, I, I uh, serve, I work, my job is in kids ministry. And so there will be times when a, a kid will make a drawing and he'll give it to me. Or he'll make a drawing and he'll give it to his mom or to his dad or to his grandma or to his grandpa. And what they're doing, what you're doing is you're drawing a picture on materials that were given to you. Like you, he did, they didn't make the paper, they didn't make the markers. But because they took the time and thought, when they give it to their parent, it's like, wow, thank you. Like, it's not great. It's no, like, Picasso or Van Gogh or whatever artist. I don't know artists. But, um, but they still love it. And that's how God feels when you do things and create things for him. Because he has everything to offer us, and he offers it to us in abundance. We are that important to him. We are so important to him that he sent his son to die for us. He created us in the first place. Like, God didn't have to create us. I think about that a lot. Like, how cool that God wanted me to be alive. And he knew that we would betray him. Our whole lives, we betray God. Adam and Eve, he made them. They betrayed him. But he still loved them. He still created him. He knew that would happen, and he created them anyway because he loved them so much. And he wanted relationship with them so much because we are far more important than we realize. And so I know you guys have talked a lot about identity these past few weeks, but I just want to remind y'all of some things that God says about you in the Bible. So I'm just going to spend some time reading a couple different traits that God has spoken over your identity in the Bible. In 2 Corinthians, it says that we are a new creation. In Ephesians 2, it says that you are God's workmanship. In John 15, it says that you're God's friend that God wants to be your friend. In Ephesians 4, it says that you are righteous and holy. Ephesians, I mean, Psalms 139 says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Isaiah 43 says that you are redeemed. Colossians 3 says that you are God's beloved. And all throughout scripture, God tells us that we are his children. And in none of those verses does it say, if you do enough, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Or if you act good enough, you're made holy. Or if you never sin and you never mess up and you never do anything, then you're redeemed. It just says that you already are. Like God spoke those things into existence about you before you were even born. Those things were true. And he wrote it in his scripture so that we could know that. So I need a volunteer real quick to do a little activity. Um, Maybe someone from the back. I can't really see. These lights are blinding. Um, okay, we'll have you come up. <clears throat> yeah, give her a hand, guys. Okay, so I have a little uh, quiz for you. Okay, first, can you tell me your name? I'm Meg. Okay, Meg. How do you know that your name is Meg? Well, 
My parents gave me that name. Okay, so what, so your parents told you that your name is Meg, and what makes that true? Like you, so you grew up and you just believed that. You never thought like, oh, maybe my name's different. Yeah. Okay, so what if I was to tell you tonight, your name's not Meg? I wouldn't believe you. You wouldn't believe me, right? What if I was like, no, girl, like your name is not Meg, it's Rachel? Uh, (laughs) I mean, I don't know how I would react to that. I would probably think you were crazy because that is untrue because I am secure in my identity of my name. Amen. Okay, go sit down. Okay, I need another volunteer. Uh, okay. Carter. This is your redemption for getting egged in the head. Okay, and what's your name? Carter. Okay, and how do you know that's your name? Because it's my middle name, so my real name is... So you're lying to us all right now? Okay, what is your real name? William. William. Give a hand for William Carter Waghorn, everybody. Okay, okay, so how do you know that's your name? Because it's on my birth certificate. Okay, it's on your birth certificate, and you trust that birth certificate. It's not lying to you. I don't think so. Okay, so what if I was to tell you your name is not William Carter Waghorn, your name is Joseph John, what's that, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? Um, I mean, no, it's not. No, it's not. I can't convince you that it's not. Okay, go sit down. Okay. Okay, thank you guys. Okay, so great job. You know your names. We love William. We love Meg. Okay, so what is true from what we just learned about that? They know their names. You're really excited. I love that you raise your hand for everything. That's awesome. Uh, so what we learned about that was that they know their name. Their name was told to them and written, and they believed it. And there's nothing that I can do to tell them otherwise. Because somebody that they trust decided their name, and they believed it, and they wrote it down, and now it's on a piece of paper, and I don't have the authority to change that, right? Okay, so all of these things that God wrote in the Bible that are true about us, that we are God's friend, that we are righteous, that we are holy, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, those were written. And let me tell you, nobody has the authority to change that about you. So we walk around, and if we walked around as confident about the things that God has spoken into our identity as we were about our name, can you imagine how different your life would be? I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't walk around like that. I walk around like insecure. Um, I don't really know what I'm doing, and I'm nervous, and... um, I'm not worthy, and I have done a lot of bad things in my life, and I shouldn't lead. And there's a lot of insecurities that the enemy, that, that the devil can scheme and tell me. But if I walked around like what God said about me was as true as my name, because there's nothing any of you guys could do to convince me that my name wasn't Caitlin. Like, I know that's true. It's Caitlin. It is. It's Caitlin. Uh, If I walked around like the things that God said about me were true, I would walk around in so much more confidence in my identity. So it's not that easy, though, right? Because because we're so easily convinced. We're so easily convinced um, because you can say all day long that you believe these things, but it's really easy to get attacked with shame because we're human and we mess up. So even if I walked around like all of those things were true, I would still fail, 
I would still mess up. I would still make mistakes. I would still lie sometimes. I would still um, be lazy a lot. Um, like all those things are, would still be true about me. So it's not so easy to believe that all of the time. It's like when you, when you look in the mirror and, you, and all those lies start to flood in. And, and God says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you're like, no, I'm more afraid of what you made, God. Like, why did you do this to me? Um, but if we believed what God said about us, our lives would look a lot differently. So I'm not going to spend a lot more time talking about where your identity comes from because you guys covered that last week. If you need to talk about that more, the past messages are on the podcast app. I don't know if you guys like podcasts, um, but I listened to them this week. What I'm going to close with is this. Can I get a volunteer who doesn't mind reading a passage of scripture? You can come up. It's right there. Just read the highlighted part. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give its light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Thanks, friend. You are the light of the world. It's a, yeah, give it up for the Bible and for our friend. Okay. It says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. As we see here, you have influence. Jesus is saying, you are the light of the world, and you get your light from me, or from Jesus, not from me. You don't have to strive or earn anything. You already are the light of the world once you enter into relationship with him. So you have influence. And whether you are like super popular and you're like, yeah, I'm Instagram famous and I have like 12K. Or you like are like, I don't have Instagram. I don't like people. Uh, either way, you're influencing somebody. You are always influencing somebody. Literally, whether you think you're a fly on the wall and you're like just skating by life and nobody's watching you, somebody's watching you. You always have influence over somebody and so you get to choose what you do with that influence. You get to choose what you do with that light. Will you put it out, try to hide it, or will you share your light with others and be a light to others? Will you trust that even when it doesn't seem like it, God has a plan for you? He has already spoken who you are into existence. And the more you pursue him, the more you, you actually become. The more of God we pursue, the more us we become. The closer you get to him, the closer you get to who you were meant to be. I just think that's beautiful. Like the hobbies, the passions, the talents, the words, the gifts that he's given to you, he gave to you to bring glory to his kingdom and show other people love and light and beauty and goodness. You know, I've talked about this before, um, but for some of you who don't know my story, so when I went to college, I hit rock bottom really fast. Um, all the bad stuff that you could probably do, I did it and more. Um, and so I hit a point where I had basically just said, I don't need you anymore, family. Don't talk to me. 
Um, I showed up to my brother's birthday party completely high, and my parents were like, you can't do this anymore. Like, we, if you are going to continue to live this life, we can't support you financially. And so I said, I don't need you. I left. I lived with my drug dealer. I lived with friends, and I was the saddest I'd ever been in my whole life. Um, I'd pursued all these things that I thought would make me happy, looking for my identity, and time after time I was disappointed because it did not end up the way that I thought it should. Um, And so after that low point, after kind of couch hopping for a month or so, I ended up texting my mom, um, and I was like, hey, mom, can you come pick me up? They'd taken away my, I didn't have a car. My phone only worked on the Wi-Fi. They'd shut off my phone service. Um, So I was, like, texting my mom off the Wi-Fi, like, hey, mom, I know I said this really horrible thing to you, but will you come pick me up? Because I have no money, and I can't take care of myself, and I need your forgiveness. Um, And so I did that, and when I went home, um, I set my life straight. Um, And that's a whole other story I'd love to talk to you about if you want to hear more about that. But um, basically, I thought that I needed to... um, never talk to any of those people again, any of my friends again. I was like, oh, I need to block all them on Instagram. They can't see what I'm doing now. Like, I'm working out of church. Like, what will they think of me? Like, they don't have anything. Like, I just basically was like, I have to leave that whole life behind. And something inside of me, I just felt like, no, like, you don't. Like, you don't need to unfollow them on Instagram. Like, you don't need to block them. Like, they can still see your life, and it can be a light to them. And so a couple months later, I started an internship at a church, at Gateway, not a church, this church. Um, And uh, a couple of them, over time, messaged me on Instagram. And they were like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? Like, I have been out till like 5 a.m., like from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. with these people. And now they see me like working at a church and they're like, what are you doing? But they were also like, but you look really happy, and you look really good, and we're so happy for you. And I had these conversations with them about, yeah, let me tell you about what's changed in my life. Let me tell you about my identity. Let me tell you about what I'm walking in, who I, who, what I believe to be true about me now, because I have relationship with Jesus. And I let the truth about what Jesus had spoken into me influence them, and I've had some really cool conversations with them. So my challenge to you guys would be really think about who God says you are, and whether you believe that or not, and take that to him. Lean into prayer, lean into God's word, lean into community, and then let your influence come from that place. Let your influence come from a place that is confident in what the Lord has spoken into your life, because your influence will be so much greater that way. All right, I'm going to pray, and then I'll let you guys go to small group, and uh, you guys will talk about that with your leaders and all that good stuff. Dear Lord, I thank you for this group of students. I thank you for what you've already spoken to be true about them, that they are each your child, that they are each fearfully and wonderfully made by you, that you are the only one with authority to tell us who we are and who we are not, and nobody else has that place but you, God. I pray that they, that these students, that I, that these leaders would begin to operate out of that place of confidence in the authority that you've given us, in the identity that you've given us, and that we would use that to influence others and share love and light with other people. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.
Thank you for listening to our podcast from Gateway Students 180 program. Please subscribe to stay updated on our current series. If you have any questions or comments, shoot us an email at students at gatewaychurch.com.